Well, as we find ourselves in the beginning of Advent, it's actually the new liturgical year, so Happy New Year. Right now we start uh, the entire ecclesial year of 2020. Ordinary time is over, and we are now ushering in the season of Advent. And you may or may not know, but this has the bubblings of bringing forth an old argument that those who are liturgically, theologically, and philosophically interested, as in what most of you probably don't care about at all, it's left to us priests to discuss and argue about. And that is, when do you put your Christmas decorations up? <laughs> There's two camps. You may remember a couple years ago, our beloved former associate pastor, Father Mano, he was on Team Advent. He was a big, big advocate of Team Advent. Father Mano has never done anything but big things. And remember, he'd always say, don't say Merry Christmas until it's Christmas. Don't say uh, anything to do with Christmas until it's a season of Christmas. We're in Advent. And that was his position. And if you were wondering, your current pastor, your new pastor, Monsignor Deutsch, he's, uh, he's Team Christmas decorations, big time. So we had Father Ganella and I putting up the tree and all the decorations around the house on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. <laughs> now I won't unveil which team I'm on exactly as of right now, but let's just say I'm not on before Thanksgiving. That's not the team I'm on. <laughs> and I'm with thanks my family on Thanksgiving and you know, it's the part of the day when everyone is scrolling through social media and digesting a large meal and my mom sees a picture that Monsignor Deutsch posted of this very well-filtered tree. It's good light density, nice decorations that he put on there. And it's receiving a bit of attention on the social medias, the interwebs. And I look at it, and I think to myself, wow, it's so nice of him to put up all the work that I did for him. <laughs> but that's what we're here to do. You know, he put the decorations up, but I lit the tree. It's a very well-lit tree, if you see it on Facebook. And like I said, not quite sure which team I should say I'm on, but I'm a little bit Team Advent, I'm gonna be honest with you, a little bit Team Advent. So I didn't say anything to Monsignor Deutsch when he's having us put all these decorations. I thought I would just wait and tell all of you my thoughts on the matter. <laughs> but there was a knight in shining armor that came to my verbal defense in the comments section on Facebook. There was another former pastor, associate pastor, Father Ryan Browning, and his comment was a screenshot of the liturgical season for the church. <laughs> and that we are not in fact in the Christmas season, but that begins on Christmas and goes through January. But we are in Advent and that we should stay in the season of Advent. And Monsignor's defense was essentially, Father Browning, you don't know how to have fun. And um, <laughs> Father Browning then retorted with, you're wrong, you should participate in the season of Advent. And he said, Father Browning, leave me alone and stop commenting on my social medias. <laughs> and then went back and forth in a little while. But all silliness aside, of course it is perfectly fine to be putting up Christmas decorations before it's 40 below outside. But that doesn't mean that we should totally bypass the important season of Advent. And why are there people on Team Advent? Why are there people who think we should engage in these few weeks before Christmas that the church gives us? 
Oh, brothers and sisters, that's what I'm about to tell you. The season of Advent is worth entering into. It is worth participating in, for it builds the anticipation of the coming of Christ, the arrival of our Lord and our lives. And you might be thinking, Christmas. Yes, you're right. Good job. But that's not the only one. Yes, Christmas is the celebration of when our Lord historically entered into human history and salvation around 2,000 years ago in a small town in the Middle East. But there's two more times that our Lord arrives in our lives, that he comes into our hearts, that we also anticipate during this season of Advent. So we celebrate the Nativity, but we also look to the future. We also look to when our Lord will come again to restore his kingdom, to return, and as our gospel talks about, the final judgment, the end of the world. And I know the initial reaction for all of us is like, oh goodness, I hope that's when our children's 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 children live, but right now I don't really think that I want the Lord to come. I've got things to do tomorrow. Yet, every time we say the Our Father, and I've said this before, we ask for our Lord to return. The last words of the Gospel, Maranatha Kum, Lord, come. That we do, in fact, want the Lord to fulfill his promise and return to the world. So that's the second one. The third is each and every day. Think about how in a few short moments, a miracle is going to be happening on this altar. Bread will be turned into the body of Christ and he will dwell, he will come into our hearts. And in that, he is inviting us each and every day to grow closer to him. So this time of Advent is to anticipate the arrival, the coming of our Lord, those three separate times. And how do we do this? How do we anticipate our Lord's arrival into our lives? Well, brothers and sisters, let's look at the Gospels. Let's look at the second reading. We have our beloved writer of the New Testament, St. Paul, writing a little letter to the Romans. And we think about this, this was, again, thousands of years ago, a letter that was written to a small community in Rome. To be honest with you, who this letter was in, intended originally to be written for was probably a community smaller than the amount of people in this church right now. It's a few dozen Christians in Rome that St. Paul is writing to. We might sit back and say, all right, that letter, yeah, I listened to it. The lector did a great job reading it. But that's that. It was a letter written for 2,000 years ago. And again, the coming of our Lord, that was thousands of years ago. The arrival of him coming again, probably in thousands of years. So therefore, how do we take this abstract and bring it into the present forefront of our minds? How do we allow this invitation from our Lord to accept him entering into our lives each and every day to become an intimate reality. And we have to make these things personal in order to do that. We have to recognize that though this letter was written to a small group in Rome, in a very real way, the Holy Spirit working through St. Paul 
is allowing the words of this letter to be written to our hearts as well. To recognize that all of sacred scripture, this love letter, was not just intended for those thousands of years ago, but for us to grow in our relationship of Christ. And as St. Paul says, the time to sleep is over. The period of slumber has ended. It is time to be awake. Spiritually, you never want to be asleep. We think of the apostles at the Garden of Gethsemane. They were asleep. Our Lord asked them, why are you not able to stay awake with me? So this time of Advent, brothers and sisters, the church invites us to wake up, to be spiritually aware of what's going on in our life, to recognize that our Lord is inviting us each and every day to grow closer to him, to refocus on ourselves, on allowing Christ to be the main priority in our life. And spiritually, we have to be aware that he has gifts intended for each and every one of us. Not in years down the line, not in months, but now. And if we are awake, we recognize that those gifts that our Lord has to us are able for us to be received right now. To have a spiritual FOMO, if you will, this fear of missing out. To recognize that if we do not participate in this Advent, we will miss out on the graces and gifts that our Lord wants to give us. He's inviting us today to participate a little bit more in that reality of his existence that he created us to experience, to be in relationship with. Brothers and sisters, we have the opportunity to allow our life to be more fulfilled, to be more understood by accepting the graces and gifts that our Lord wants to give us. And of course, this first and foremost is by participating in the sacraments, by coming to Mass, by going to confession, by allowing your faith to be involved sacramentally. But in another real way, it's by engaging with sacred scripture. And it just so happens that with today, the Sunday of, uh, the first Sunday of Advent falling on December 1st, we've got 24 days, 24 short days, and then it's Christmas. And it just so happens that the Gospel of Luke is 24 chapters. So, if we take out our Gospels and blow off the dust, crack them open a little bit, and read one chapter of the Gospel of Luke a day, we will allow ourselves to have worked through the entire Gospel of Luke. So that is my challenge to each and every one of you today, is to each day in attempt to allow ourselves to really anticipate the coming of our Lord, to receive the gifts that our Lord does in fact want to give us, to engage in the Gospel of Luke, to read a chapter a day, and to allow ourselves not to think of this as a letter written thousands of years ago, which it obviously was, but an invitation for us to engage in dialogue with our Lord and to truly understand in a deeper level how he wants to live in our lives. It's not time for sleep. 
time to be awake. And brothers and sisters, if we relish in the gifts that our Lord wants to give us, if we truly wake up this Advent, He will change our lives. He will give us gifts. And boy, that will be so sweet on Christmas morning when we, in an even deeper way, appreciate and feel gratitude and joy for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ.